and welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I've been on this journey um, for a while called pain, and it looks like I'm almost at the end of this <laughs> testing. Um, I wouldn't say testing from God. I, this is definitely from the enemy, but God doesn't let anything go to waste. And so what I meant by testing is that I have been in search of what is the root of this sickness, because I know that God has given me authority and power over sickness and disease. I know that by Jesus' stripes, I'm already healed. And and I receive every good and perfect gift that God has given me. So as I went through this journey, I knew there was something that God was trying to deal with inside of me, something and some erroneous teaching, some some area of sin. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Davis. And, um, I was exactly was it. And of course, because I've been walking extremely close with the Holy Spirit, He's with me all the time. He's with me when I teach my classes. I just I acknowledge Him and I know my ways. So I've been really walking closely. With the Holy Spirit, and I, I just, just kept wondering what is exactly going on. I'm also a scientist, and I, you know, I wanted to um, figure out exactly, pinpoint maybe something in my diet or um, some vaccine that I take because I had, um, I did um, take one vaccine. I did not take Pfizer. I did not um, take Johnson and. Uh, and I was having people coming in from all over the country. And um, it wasn't, I wasn't forced to do it, but it was these people coming in, you need to take the vaccine. So I prayed and prayed and prayed because I really didn't want to. But I, I said, well, I can work through this vaccine. I prayed and prayed. My mother, my mother and I both took it. And and have any it appeared to be any side effects, and I knew about this. So what I remember, which was exactly six months, exactly as I took vaccine, I started my muscles in severe pain. I scientists, I could not, not, not. So as I I did, I haven't taken any boosters, none of that. I figured that my position is. I, we don't even know what the vaccine is doing to us. And I believe that I might have gotten COVID in 2018. It was in 2018 in Pensacola, Florida, when I became extremely ill. And I had a temperature of 103. I had, this is where I contracted pneumonia. I had a nagging cough. Um, so a lot of the symptoms that they had at COVID I believe I had in 2018, but at that time, of course, we weren't calling it COVID, right? So there's a lot of things. I was, the center of disease and control was actually monitoring my mother and I up until for six months um, and until I started saying, effects, and all of a sudden they stopped <laughs> tracking me. But anyway, that's another story in itself. But why um, this particular broadcast is 
so critical is because early this morning, the Holy Spirit opened up and showed me what was the gateway, what was the entry point of Satan having access because I would pray, the pastor would pray, people would pray. I mean, I even prayed with Joyce Meyer and the pain would leave my body, literally leave my body. But oops, a little bit later, it would creep on back. All the pain would leave my lower, um, my legs, my thighs, my muscles, all those. I'm going to therapy. Um, I'm doing everything, you know, that I should be doing. And But it would creep back. And I knew that Satan is, is you know, he's illegal and he don't care. And so I was, so, but I was saying, how is he able to creep back in with this pain, with this illness, when I'm already healed? I just have to walk in the manifestation. I have to believe and receive by faith my healing, just like I receive my salvation. So as I, as I last, well, early, early this morning, the wee hours of the morning, as I was, as the Holy Spirit was ministering to me, He was showing me my area of, of deficiency and sin. And the, the bottom line is this. God has spoken to me audibly like a Moses. The first time that God ever spoke to me audibly was in the early 1990s. I was in Houston, Texas, in our little condo, all alone. Nobody was in the condo except for me. And God said, Edith, Stop eating sweets. I was a big sweet eater. And when, you know, like anybody, I mean, anybody, if God speaks to you, you're going to respond. And I stopped immediately, immediately. I responded and stopped eating sweets. I threw away all my Twinkies, my Ding Dongs, my Ho Ho's, um, everything. I mean, because I mean, I had it all. I threw them all in the trash and I stopped eating sweets. And the first thing that happened was I lost a tremendous amount of weight because I was a very slender person. But after I got married, I started weight. It fell off my body. And for three months, I didn't eat a single sweet. However, over time, we went to a wedding. They had a wedding cake. Went to a birthday. They had a birthday cake. And I would eat a little bit. Well, it's okay to eat a little piece of birthday cake. It's okay to eat a little piece of a wedding cake. And didn't think anything of it. And if you had told me that I esteemed sweets and cakes, I glorified sweets and cakes over God's word, I would say, you're a liar. Nothing's over God's word in my life. God's word is supreme in my life. But it wasn't true. The truth of the matter is I elevated sweets over God's word. That was the revelation. And when it hit me, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. When it hit me that I had placed this, this natural sugar thing over God's holy word, over God, an uh, audible word, I would say, I would have said, no, that, that cannot be true. But it was true. So how did I get to this revelation? Well, I became ill. And when I became ill, I gave up sweets. I walked away from sodas, Arnold Palmer, all these sweets for over a year. And I dropped well over 70 pounds, probably more. And basically, when I dropped all this weight and, you know, people were bringing me soda, people were doing all sorts of stuff. 
And I was just turning it down. And it was easy. Because the Holy Spirit, I was in alignment. I highly esteemed God's word, stop eating sweets, higher than the sweets. Then something happened a few weeks ago. I don't know what triggered it, but I was ordered. My son brought me a um, a Wendy's burger and uh, Dave, Dave, whatever. And he brought a strawberry lemonade, which I really like. Wendy strawberry lemonade had hadn't had one in over a year. And I went ahead and drank it. That I think was the trigger. And then I found myself drinking um, a soda one time, and then drinking some ginger ale. And I was next thing you know, my mother is a big sweet eater. But I have been, you know, no problem. I don't want any. No, mom, I don't want any cookies. And lately, the last few, last few days, I ate some of the cookies that my mom had. And I didn't. If you had told me that by doing this, that I had diminished, put down, devalued God's word to me on stop eating sweets, I would have said no. I mean, no, that's not true. But it was true because I was eating sweets. I was drinking soda, right? And this is the revelation that God brought to me early in the morning. Early in the morning. He says, you have diminished God's word to you. And the thing about it is God's word is what's going to make me healthy and wealthy. It is God's word that's going to transform me. And it's the eating of sweets that's going to put me in an early grave. It's the eating of sweets that's going to destroy my destiny. Without David, just just sweet. No, it's not just sweets for me. Not, not forever. It's whatever God told you to do. He personally spoke to me. And gave me an audible word in the 1990s. And he has been patiently working with me to work with And I thank God. Thank God for his holy word. Well, the word I want you to take you to is Romans 1, 21. In the New Living Translation. Yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God. Or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Their minds became dark and confused. What's that, what does that have to do with what's going on with you? First of all, the, these are the four steps of not being filled with God. And you cannot do anything on this planet without being filled with the spirit of God, being filled with his faith. And it is, you have to be in obedience to him. And the first step is you do not glorify God and his holy word. You do not highly esteem his holy word, meaning God's word is higher than anything on this planet. It's higher than your husband or your wife's thoughts. It's higher than your bosses on your job. It's higher than anybody that you interface with, your pastor. It is higher than anybody on planet Earth. God's word is numero uno. And whatever God's word says, that's what you abide and obey. That is what it means to glorify God. That's what it means is to highly esteem God. Jesus glorified God. By obedience to death itself, a death on the cross, he 
glorified God. This was something his father wanted him to do. So what happens? Most of us, we don't even realize it. We are deceived, deception, deceived by the enemy, thinking that we are glorifying God, that we highly esteem God, that we worship God, and we don't even obey him on sweets, in my case. Oh, no, it's over. I told my mother, I'm not, I don't want to see another sweet. I don't, I haven't had a sweet in over a year. I hadn't had sodas in over a year, but it was creeping back. And this is a time when I need to be at the at the top of my form. My latter days are going to be better than my former days. And I need to be in alignment under God's holy word, under his protection. And you can't be under his protection if you're not obedient. In the area of disobedience, you are vulnerable to Satan. And guess what? He is waiting in the wings to steal your destiny, to steal your dreams, to kill you, and to destroy your legacy, your children. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. I was just amazed. I was so, so the first line of defense against Satan is when God gives you a word and it goes in a good ground, your good ground of your heart, you protect it by magnifying, by glorifying God's word and putting it high above everything else. Mary, there were a lot of women that wanted to carry the Messiah in their womb, in their uterus. Mary wasn't the only young woman, young virgin that wanted to do that. But when Mary received that word, unlike Zechariah, who doubted Gabriel, Mary said, be it unto me, right? After she had, as after Gabriel explained her, how was she going to get pregnant? Since so she was a virgin and she never knew a man, once he explained that to her, that the Holy Spirit would overcome her, she magnified God's word for the rest of her life. She magnified, she glorified God's work. When people gossiped about her, when people talked about her, when people talked about Joseph, she still magnified God's word. She glorified God's word. So the deception, it came to me. I said, no, no more, God. No more. No more sweet. God asked me, and I was doing good. But it was slipping back, slipping back. Why? Because I was deceived, just like, the female Adam, later known as Eve, was deceived. She did not magnify God's word. She let Satan come in and what? Diminish God's word. Uh, the female Adam, formerly, formerly known as Eve, she, she did not esteem God's word. She changed it. She added to it. And guess what it cost us? It cost us everything. It cost my Savior his blood and his body to redeem us. This is a big deal, God. So look in your life. There is an area in your life that God has been speaking to you about. He has been speaking to you about. And you have not esteemed his work. You have not glorified his work. I guarantee you, if you repent, because that's the first thing I did. As I repented, I asked for God's forgiveness and then I asked for God's mercy because, you know, my body was in bracket and wretched with pain last night, early this morning. My body was wrecked with pain. Why? Because I did not esteem God's word that he had personally given me. Now, God's not telling you 
not to eat sweets. This is the problem. You listen to somebody else's life and you try to do what they're doing. No, you need to get with God and find out about what is he talking to you about. Sweet may not be a problem for you. Just like drinking is not a problem for me. God has spoken to me in the 80s to stop drinking. And I don't drink. Why? Because it's not hard for me. It's not something that I, that I, that I crave like sugar, right? So it was easy for me to walk away from alcohol. Now, is there anything wrong with drinking? There's absolutely nothing wrong with drinking wine. And, but the thing is, don't be a drunkard. Don't be an alcoholic. Why? Because you lose control and God needs you to be in control so that he can use you to help him to build the kingdom of God in on this earth to bring heaven on earth. But this revelation, so the first there there are four steps, four steps that Satan will use on you. And fortunately for me, when I had had a misstep on the first one, not esteeming God's word, not glorifying God's word, I held I held strong on the second step. And the second step is to give thanks. People are not grateful. They don't have an attitude of gratitude. I thank God for everything. I thank God for my mother. Just like my mom offered me the cookies, my mom also is the one that helped me go to the bathroom, helped me climb in my bed when I've been sick. My mother's the one that's been pulling me up and raising me, helping me. I gave thanks to God for my mother and my life. I gave thanks for his like a turn and have the abundant life still that he ordained for me that I'm going to have the abundant life. I'm going to fulfill my destiny. So so what happened? I, I, I stood the ground of giving thanks. I thank the Holy Spirit for revealing this to me, for showing me this area of weakness, this area of sin, this area deficit of not keeping God's word up there, glorifying God's word, esteeming God's word. So after he comes after the word of God he's giving you, then he makes you ungrateful. You're not thankful. You think that it's all you that you reason why you still have a job. You think it's all you. You still got your marriage and your kids and your grandkids. You think it's you. You think that all the good things that are happening to you is because you are a good person. What about the people in the Ukraine? There are some good people in the Ukraine that are dying, that are being killed. Why? Because of Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that, so I was able to hold strong on Thanksgiving. But most people came in under thanks. And then the next step is he has you thinking foolish thoughts about God. God is out to get me. God doesn't love me. Oh, and all this, all this foolishness. You're the one that stepped away from God. You're the one that was disobedient. You're the one that doesn't glorify God's word. You're the one that's letting the enemy deceive you. You're the one that's not going to church. You're the one that's not tithing and giving your offering. It's you. God has not stopped. His arms are open and waiting for you right now. He will take you like the prodigal son as is and kill the fatted calf and have a party because you have returned to me. God took me right back. And guess what? My pain is diminished. He didn't say, Edith, I've been working for you for decades in this area. I'm giving up on you. No, he did not. God loves me. He wants me to have a, a successful life. He wants me to fulfill my destiny. And that's why I'm on this broadcast today, because I 
wants you all to examine your life and find the area where you are not highly esteeming those who are believers, those who are spiritual believers. What area are you not glorifying God and being obedient to God and, and repent and get back to God? This is this is this is why I've been ill all this time. I've been a, pe a people pleaser. That's right. I was a people pleaser. And I was wondering why God basically kept me in isolation for the past decade because I love people and I want to help people and I and I want to be liked by people. I've always been like that. But God wants me to esteem him more than people. Now, he wants me to love people. That's my latest thing that I've been praying as I enter into these meetings with people and talk to people. I ask that my flesh die, that I decrease like John the Baptist and Jesus increase in me so that Jesus can touch these people that I interface with. That's been my latest prayer. But I was deceived. I'm thinking I'm glorifying God. I'm thinking that I uh, esteem God's word and I don't by my actions. So then you get foolish thinking, thinking God is not a God of love, thinking God is, uh, hates you, thinking God gave you cancer, thinking God caused your divorce. No, every every wretched thing that happened, you came straight from the pit of hell. Every good thing that happened, you came from God. But there's a there's you. You are the variable. God is constant. He's a constant. We are the variable. When you feel like God has left you, that you uh, are alone, and he has, he has left you and left you all by yourself, it's not him, it's you. You have left him. When things happen to you and go awry in your life, you look back. Either you sin or somebody in your family sin that impacts you. It's, it's never God. God wants the best for you. And then the last thing, once he gets you there, the last step is darkens your heart. Well, you don't want to go there. Because out of the heart comes life. And if your heart gets darkened, how does that, what's a darkened heart? Oh, it's okay. It's okay to um, live an alternative lifestyle. God's got that. It's, uh, it's okay. It's okay to, 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 to kill something. Abort a baby. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. Where am I on this thing? I believe that man, woman, and child, woman, because I'm a woman, has free will and can choose. But let it let it be without themes. Because there are consequences. This is a life. And I always say, let's go back to the beginning, the relationship between the man and the woman. Many times women get abortion because the man has abandoned them, has left them after they loved on them and implanted the seed in them and then leave them with the child by themselves. It's not right. That There are many families that would, that would like to adopt children. Both of my children are adopted. Yes, adopted. I can't have children and would love to have a child. I don't want to go into detail about my history, but there were choices that I made when I was younger. And I believe it impacted me and my ability to have children. And I did in vitro fertilization three times. At that time, it was $10,000 a pop 
to do in vitro fertilization. $30,000 I tried to have a child. Taking all kinds of drugs. Yes, I believe in life, but I believe the woman, that's between her and God. Then I believe that we should pray for them because you can't force somebody to do right. I don't believe in abortion. I don't, but I don't believe in forcing a woman to go against her will. This is something that God, they have to get with God. We have to pray. And you have people that are deceived, just like me. I was deceived, right? And until the Holy Spirit opened up my eyes and showed that I did not glorify God's word. I did not esteem God's word. What do you mean by that? I did not obey his word to me. I had opened up a door of sickness and disease, lack and poverty, and I'm praying for healing and health, riches and wealth. But my lifestyle is the opposite to what God has for me. And what I do is I'm, I'm aligning myself up with my will, not God's will. Jesus was in the garden. He cried out to God. Father, if there's any way to remove this cup from me. He didn't want to be crucified. He did not want to be whipped an inch, almost an inch from his life. Blood just poured out of him. Crown of thorns slammed in his head. Thorns were like, not no little bitty thorns. We're talking about two inch, three inch thorns pushed in his head. A spear rammed up in his side to, to plunge his heart. Water and blood coming out. He didn't want that, but he did it because he wanted to glorify his father. He loved his father so much. There was nothing he would deny his father, even a death on the cross. And he loved us. He knew he was in joy at the end. He looked past the death, past the pain with the joy of the Lord God. He saw you. He saw me. So so let's do this again. Romans 121. Yes, they knew God. They knew God. And they basically there was four things that they were doing. Right. They weren't glorifying God. They weren't being thankful. They started thinking bad things about thinking not well, God. Do you know that Jesus came to earth not just to die for us, but to show us how to live the, the abundant life that God had ordained for us from the beginning of time? Yes, Jesus came to show us how to live the abundant life. And Jesus came to give us the correct the correct view of the father. Satan has been basically lying and making people think all sorts of things about God and the mis misinformation about God and not thinking correctly about God. And Jesus came to introduce the real father, the loving father, the father that gave up his only begotten son so that we could live eternity with him. Romans 121, living, New Living Translation. Yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. This is why Jesus, Jesus the Christ, could not even perform miracles in his hometown. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because they did not know God. 
that they not did not worship God. They did not highly esteem God. They did not glorify God. The Pharisees the same way. God was able to work with prostitutes and tax collectors and all sorts of people. But he could not work with very many Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, Nicodemus was the exception, and there were others. Joseph, um, Jesus' great uncle, that basically gave the tomb for Jesus to be placed in. They were the exception to the rule. They were a, a part of the Pharisees, the high-ranking hierarchy. Yeah, but the majority of the, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people, couldn't be reached. Why? Because they would not glorify God. They did not highly esteem God's word. Now you would say, that's impossible because they built their whole life on the Torah, on the word of God from their perspective. Paul, you know, Paul was a Pharisee too. Paul had to have a Damascus experience. Paul had to go into the, the desert for three years to get deprogrammed from what he was taught as a Pharisee. Now the word was true but his perspective, the, the correct perspective of God's word, Paul had to have a change. And this is why I am so grateful to God. I am so grateful that he showed me that I was not glorifying his word, that I not was not esteeming his word. And now I'm going to look at other aspects of my life where I'm not glorifying God's word. Well, I'm not highly esteeming God's word. People perish. This is why God's word says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. I was perishing for lack of knowledge. What do you mean by that, Dr. Davis? God has the word, but you have to have the Holy Spirit help you correctly divide that word. There are so many religious people that take the word and they, they don't divide it correctly. They don't, they don't understand that they're in deception. This is why in, in, the, in the Bible it says that Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, tells Christians, tells pastors, tells evangelists, tells prophets, tells teachers, tells apostles, <laughs> depart from me never knew you and then they say we prophesize in your name we 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 raise the dead we <laughs> that doesn't qualify you to go to heaven people think that good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell In incorrect incorrect forgiven people go to heaven unforgiven people go to hell and so that we have to be so careful not in these last days. We have to recognize and understand that we must glorify, we must highly esteem God's word above everything and everybody, and that we must walk in obedience in the areas that God has showed us that we have been disobedient. If we want to have the abundant life, if we want to live and not die, I said it. There's a lot of Christians that have died earlier before their time. Before their time. Yes, yes. I don't want to not end this broadcast without um, giving you an opportunity to accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That you believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary, that he died and was raised again, and that you accept him 
as your Lord and Savior. If you believe this and you accept his blood for the forgiveness of your sins, you are now the part of the forgiven. And you have now opened the door for you to go to heaven, to live eternity with the Father and Christ Jesus the Son and Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruhakadash. Thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94.